1: Welcome to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone is having a great week. If you're brand new to Sustainable Success, you found us here at the Voice America Influencers channel. We highly encourage you also to subscribe to our Apple podcast as well for Sustainable Success and also join us on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. There we've had many of our great guests sharing their words of wisdom and insights to help scale your business and personal success to the next level. Again, we also welcome any input as to any content that could help you move yourself forward or your business. Feel free to reach out to me at chris at christophersalem.com. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types, an opportunity to rekindle old relationships and perhaps meet new people. They also have a new Athletes Corner a way for professional athletes that are transitioning to everyday life, a place where now they can connect with other athletes to discuss what they're doing to make those transitions seamless and make new connections. This is a membership program that offers a wide array of different services that normally you would not be available to the general public. Feel free to check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we got a great show for you today. We're going to show you how to make marketing content sustainable. Well, we know there's a lot of content out there. The question is, is it sustainable? Well, we're going to be hearing today from a subject matter expert, Keith Reynolds, who is the CEO of Publio. And he has a great and vast experience working with companies like IBM, working with Apple. He's been involved with several startups as a fractional CMO Involved with helping them to scale them from a marketing perspective, and he also has a new book, a new uh, content culture, available on Amazon. So you'll find out more about that here later today, as uh, where to get your hands on that book. And then also, well, Keith will be able to provide some more insights on some other things that you can connect with other ebooks that he has available. And without further ado, we welcome Keith Reynolds to the show. Keith, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Appreciate it, Chris. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, it is a pleasure to be here. We uh, we are so glad to have you. And when we talk about sustainable content, there's a lot of content out there. The question is, how sustainable is it? How well is it working to make connections resonate with audiences? Depending upon who you know, who the company is and what they're trying to do in terms of a connection. Can we talk about just get a little foundation about content and what it really means to make it sustainable? And I know you have something you're going to be sharing with us with your seven-step process.
2: Yeah, so uh, I've been producing digital content for um, a long time. And uh, about 10 years ago, I figured out, you know, there's a method to this to, to get predictable results. Um, you may not know what's going to come over the transom but you can set things up to get things to come over the transom if if, and that's really what I've been on a path to do the biggest problem that I see that CEOs have is they don't have a content strategy and um, and and that stems from their marketing plan so the content strategy and the market plan are very tightly linked and my method is around building the content strategy so that you can have uh, assurance that what you're saying is going to resonate with your, your audience. And I call it the customer audience. Um, I think the, the biggest observation I've seen or, or the biggest thing I've seen uh, in the last 10, 15 years <clears throat> is that all, our, all of our companies have gone online, Right. And so content has not only, it's no longer PR, it's the way we talk to our customers. And so we've gotta be able to connect that from people who are getting to know us down to those who decide to become our customer and then supporting them and having them advocate for us. So having a strategy is really important and that's what my seven buckets, I call them buckets um, or pillars, of of a methodology that I work with executives. And if you get through those thing, through those seven, you'll know that you're going to connect with your audience. You'll have a process to handle them along their buyer's journey. And you'll have uh, a, a way to measure results so that you're improving what you're doing and you're seeing that you're working towards a goal. I think the biggest problem when you don't have a strategy is you try this, you try that. It's not part of a system. Um, or a methodology and you know um, Thomas Edison what took 10,000 tries at a light bulb but he had a method those 10,000 those weren't 10,000 random thoughts that was a system that he developed and he got to success so I think it, it, it'll take a lot less time to come up with content than Edison did a light bulb but
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much
2: my thesis
1: <laughs> well I love that what you shared it and we would love to hear about the seven step or seven pillars of the process. Because, I mean, you know, content is so important. Contextual content is what builds rapport. It's what, you know, connects people, you know, to a brand or a brand to, you know, a certain type of people or people that they resonate with. So, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's a strategy. It's not going to take, you know, a thousand times, like you said, with Edison, how it did when he discovered uh, the light bulb. But, but, Talk about a little bit about what that process is. And I guess it, it, it's obviously in sequence, like you have to start with one, two, three, can't go from four to one or four to two and so, so forth. It, it, it's a little bit iterative, um, okay. but it's also, you know,
2: I approach it as a sequence, but you you uh, if you do the research, you start on a platform that you're, you're confident you're going in the right direction when you start and that's and and then uh y- you also have to get people on board marketing is a team sport mm. um so the the biggest the second biggest problem after not having a strategy is how do i produce content on a sustainable basis right and how do i get those people to do that because as a ceo that's not your job your job is to be out there uh Interfacing with customers, balancing the resources within your company, having the, the business run, right? And, and yet a large part of that uh, external view to uh, of your company comes from your thinking as a CEO. So you've got to be able to come up with a strategy and give it to a team to execute and then have a way to monitor it and see what's working and what's not and do more of what works and less of what doesn't. Um so this the, I call the method the publisher's MO and underlying that name is an MO is is your modus operandi right mm. and publishers for centuries uh, I don't know if you know this but Ben Franklin invented the the modern media model uh of producing content building an audience and monetizing it now the way publishers have monetized content for these for this long time is uh, is by selling advertising and sponsorships, right? Um, coming up with value-added services as, as a media company. But as a business where you're selling widgets or services, that's not your goal. But as we've all been given the tools to to create and publish content, a lot of people just go into it from a technical perspective. and And what's really needed is... Uh, uh, as I've been saying, a a way to standardize that and, and run it as a business process. Just like production, on a production line, you make a widget, here you're producing content. Now, the difference between a media company as a publisher and a business as a publisher is that you're, as a business, not trying to get an advertisement, right? You're not trying to sell an ad or a sponsorship, but you need leads and a lead has a specific value to your business. So if you approach content that if I, if I have a thousand customers and my product is, I need a thousand customers and my my sales goals are a million dollars and my price is a thousand dollars, I'm going to get a million dollars in revenue, right? But how many leads do I need? So it might be yeah. that. I close 3%. So I need 30,000 people in my audience. That's demand generation. It's called in marketing. So if I look at the size of audience I need, I can start looking at how do I produce content to get that size of an audience. uh, I may not know everybody's name. I may know a a, a fraction. I might know 5,000 people by name, but I'm working towards building that audience. And so Um, I I can now, let's insert the model, the publisher's MO, the first thing you need is a North Star idea you've got to have a clear and concise on-ramp to your website to your app, to your social media it's got to be consistent and so you are sustainable solutions right, there's a North Star idea in order to right, so if people don't understand what, and, and yours is actually sustainable solutions, continuous results, right? Very similar to what my seven buckets are, I think you'll see as well. From a marketing perspective, it's that North Star idea has to get expressed. So the second step is you have to have a, an editorial strategy. What is that content I'm going to produce that's going to build that audience? Um I've got to know that there's at least 30,000 people in my marketplace, right? An addressable market. Uh, probably many, many more for most businesses. But I know that the size of my audience has to be 30,000 in order to get my 3,000 clients and, and meet my revenue goals. So the editorial strategy then flows to a calendar. And it, when you start putting content on a calendar that serves that North Star idea, you now can assign it to somebody. You can delegate, you can budget for it. It becomes a management process, right? And this can scale from a, a solopreneur who has maybe written an ebook or has a sales deck, right? And all the way up to full operation. I've done work for large companies where we're producing dozens of pieces of content a quarter. Uh, and, and so, but you have to have that strategy calendar identify the pieces set a budget and bring the resource on board or create it yourself so now your your content starts to take form over time once you're producing the content on a calendar basis you can separate out the production of content to the distribution of content that's a key media company concept Um, which may be new to a a traditional marketer. But your distribution of content I call publishing, promotion and distribution. And that's the ability to take that content you create and format it for the different channels you have to distribute it on and publish it out to. And that could be, today, the hottest one is TikTok. Two years ago it was Instagram. Before that it was YouTube, right? All video content, but they each have their own format. So there's some effort in publishing and distributing content to make it uh, uh, in a form that that the distribution channel will handle. Another area then is your community and events. How does your content play out at a conference, at a trade show, at at a local wedding show, right? Depending on where your market is, you want to be able to have the same content on the ground as what you're publishing online. And the reason for that is, and I'm mostly a B2B guy, I've got some consumer experience, but uh, most of your leads come from referrals, from on-the-ground, boots-on-the-ground kind of activities, going to events, going to trade shows. And so that content has to be contiguous from online to offline. The other great thing about community events is that it's your ability to go out and interview people and get stories for your content by attending these events. Hey, do you want to be on my podcast? Look how we connected. Um, So um, the, the community events is really important, but it's separate from publishing and social media. The next one is you've got to have marketing automation. You have to have a CRM. You need some sort of landing page creator. You might want a chat bot on your website. You go to my website, you can start a phone call. You can get on my schedule. You can chat with us, right? You don't want your website to be a a wall. You want it to be the intake. Like, Like a retail store, it's the front door. So you want to make it very appealing and have lots of ways for people to talk to you, not nobody to talk to you, right? Get connected to your salespeople. So marketing automation plays that role. And as they come in the door, the quote front door, then a CRM helps you keep track of all your conversations. As a conversation turns into an opportunity, you put it into your pipeline, you assign a value to it, and um, and you're managing these this audience that's starting to express interest because they're, they're reading or seeing you online or meeting you at a conference, you're able to manage those conversations. It might be that they're not ready to talk to you, so you have a landing page, and that lets you... Um, distribute some content where somebody has to give you their email address so right it's all thinking through how all this works so there's a a convenient way for your audience to start to talk to you then you need a sales model right so when that lead comes in how do you train your sales to react to it because if somebody's read three pieces of content they don't want to be asked well what do you want it's like we know what you want right do you don't want to be creepy about it But you want to ask the right questions and be in contact. So you need to train salespeople to do that. You want to match content to the stages of the sales process. And lastly, you need an ROI model. So you got to be able to go to the CEO and say, I'm going to spend this money to do this, but here's where I think our leads are going to come from, by channel and then uh, what our waterfall is, traffic to leads to opportunities to sales. And and that's then the thinking through of the business model of your content, and now you have a strategy.
1: Wow, that's awesome. I mean, it, it's it, it's I can see like how everything like you know kind of flows. And and would it safe safe to say because I know we got to go to break here shortly, Keith, and I know you're going to be talking a little bit more. But the consistency is going to be very important there. Would it be safe to say that with with between uh, between all those uh, seven pillars or steps? absolutely yeah. and we can come back to that but there's also then now i have a
2: strategy what do i do and i gotta get a yeah. team on board i gotta get people meeting weekly or bi-weekly to produce the content evaluate yep. the leads see what's working
1: all right let's talk about that when we come back again you were we're listening to keith reynolds he's the ceo of publio again a fractional cmo we're talking about how to make your content marketing content sustainable we got more to come and we'll be right back after the break
0: Again, that's one 472 5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Well, welcome back to Sustainable Success. If you're just joining us, we're talking about how to make your marketing content sustainable. We're here with Keith Reynolds, the CEO and fractional CMO for Publio. Again, uh, if you are Just coming into the show, you can again listen to the show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice American Influencers Channel and also on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. Also, make sure to subscribe to our Apple podcast, Sustainable Success. Again, you can listen to the show in any of those three areas. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at chris at christophersalem.com. Well, Keith, you had shared some really some great insights to you know what you know what content is all about. You know, you know from a foundational standpoint, you know, kind of laying the land, so to speak. You talked about the seven pillars of you know putting content to you know work and so on. I know that you have a you know a really great perspective on making sure there's congruency with Mark the marketing and how to how that starts in from the inside out. You know, making sure that our vision, our our you know, our our mission, our values, are they in cohesion with one another? How are we going to measure those milestones with the people that work in our organization? Are they on board? Do they understand the process as well? If you could talk, uh, provide some insight to that, that would be quite helpful to the listeners. Absolutely. So you know a couple of things. The things that I'm operating at are
2: timeless. Right? I've been in my career uh gone through many waves of social media platforms the latest technologies and these these things that we're talking about today are going to sustain you through those changes in technologies and fads and things and i've really enjoyed working with young people to help teach them how to how to have a strategy how to think about this so that tiktok isn't the end goal tiktok is a tool <laughs> And so what I'll talk about a little bit is that, you know, to be sustainable, even again, if you're a small business or a mid-sized business, your marketing's probably being done by a combination of people inside your company and freelancers or agencies or consultants. And so if you, if each of those is in a, in a silo, you're not going to get results or it'll be harder to get results. So how do you tie it all together? And that means that this, team is similar to climbing Mount Everest, right? You've set a goal to climb Mount Everest. You've identified who your team is going to be. You probably, are meeting online and and doing all your prep, but a week before you climb the mountain, you then get together and you start organizing the campaign uh, from doing it online to doing it in person and you really get down to the details. So, a uh, like, like climbing a mountain is a campaign, going to market is a campaign. So you need to know everybody on the team. What are their roles and responsibilities? Do they have a good relationship with each other? Are you doing a good group process so there's not conflict? And when there is, you got your values help that everyone understands help resolve conflicts uh, effectively and efficiently. Um, you, from the team, you want to set goals. And then so getting to the top of the mountain milestones, like where are we going to be each day on the way up the mountain and how do we get back down the mountain and each person's role like food and equipment. You don't want to get up the mountain and a quarter of the way back down and run out of food or oxygen. Oh, my gosh. Right. So goals and milestones are really important on a campaign in marketing just as climbing a mountain. Uh, You need to have metrics. How much oxygen do we have? And how much are we going to use each day? And so thinking through your content and your marketing plan in terms of the resources that it takes and who's responsible for that really means we have a meeting every week or every two weeks. And we've done the work to, if you're familiar with the entrepreneurial operating system or the Rockefeller principles, these kinds of things are all really around giving the CEO the ability to delegate. And that's what we have to do with marketing as a business process and so we've got to train people and get everybody working together on a sustainable basis Um, and and so working through the strategy uh, buckets that we talked about a few minutes ago uh, all the way down to how do we operate um, what is our campaign um, what is the theme this month right so the things that we're doing this month we were working on three four months ago so we're always working ahead and having that in uh, an organized fashion is the, the best way to maintain your sanity, I say. So I started out with um, putting all of these meeting, how to run these marketing meetings into spreadsheets. I then created a workbook. I now embed them uh, for the last year and a half. We've been embedding the marketing process into tools like Asana, project management tools like Asana, teamwork, um, Trello. Uh, so the, the things that were in a workbook, now we've put online and we meet every week and we're setting things up that are goals. That's where we want to be in a year. We're setting things up as milestones. You just need to check in. You don't need a lot of discussion on what your milestone is, but are we on track? And if not, what are the to-dos to get us there and if we run into problems then what's our what's the way we address problems and opportunities maybe there's a new competitor maybe a competitor exited our market and creates an opportunity so that becomes an opportunity that we have to discuss in our in our mar- weekly marketing meeting so we we have a method to go through all of those kinds of things that help us as a team get up the mountain and back down the mountain together
1: wow that's great and, and and I think that is so important and and the communication so when you talked about these different tools like Asana I know asana is very big right now and Trello's been around for a little bit is the in is the you know is the communication ongoing you know like I said I mean it doesn't have to be every day but 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 there's but people are they understand what their role is and their duties in in, in that process.
2: Right. So traditionally, I think people think of a project management system as something to run a single project, like I'm going to build a website, right? Uh, and and it has a beginning and an end. But marketing is ongoing. And so the way I've organized... So Asana is like a spreadsheet. It's It's empty when you start. I took my workbook and I started putting it into asana because the way asana and all these work is you have a card and a card gets assigned to somebody it has a name there's information within it there's a due date right and so it's the communication about each aspect so there might be a card for our goals there's a card for our milestones there's a card for our to-dos and when we get together if we're if we don't have any problems achieving our goals and milestones and we've got a list of to-dos and we go check, 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 then now I can go to the card that says opportunities. Competition just left the marketplace. Now I use my marketing meeting for really high value kinds of conversations. And at the end of... And, and so it's like asking, asking why is this a problem? Why did they leave? What What is the opportunity? What are we going to do about it? Who's responsible for it? And when do we want to have... Our next, what's our next step in addressing that, and and um, what ex- expectation do we have? That goes in a card. Now, that person might have a question. There's a running conversation about just the competition leaving our marketplace, and it keeps so it keeps the conversations organized between the meetings, and it allows our meetings to be check-ins and reconciliation
1: meetings, uh, as well as uh, identifying new opportunities. Wow, that's great. What are what are some other things that you could share when it comes to, you know this this you know you know you have this team approach, you know it's not just the you know the CMO or even if you were a, you're, you being a fractional CMO and you come in it's all on your shoulders, it's you know not just your maybe just you know marketing itself it's got to be a cohesion it could be sales people you know people on the sales side somebody. Are, somebody, maybe there's a sales enablement team in between that type of thing. Yes. So I guess that, you know, I guess Asana is going to play, obviously we'll have different assignments for those people that, that wherever they play a part in that. Correct. And one of the nice things
2: about it is that way, if you have, let's say you have a salesperson who's really good at presenting the best in your whole company at presenting on this topic and You want to turn what has been their presentation into an ebook, right? So that person is going to be brought in and they're on that card. They don't need to know the 19 other things that are going on in marketing this week. They just need to have the conversation and and not in all of their email, right? Their email inbox is overloaded and very focused on their driving the business with customers. This is a, a place... Uh, within our, our marketing workspace where we can bring others in uh, to be the subject matter expert. And it's, it's so each thing that we're working on is broken into little chunks and easy for people to accomplish.
1: Got it. The goal. So it would be broken down by certain, like you said, certain projects or it could be certain accounts or, or like, you know, maybe, hey, if they're targeting this type of company or this type of industry, that type of thing.
2: Correct. So again, if it's an industry and we want to take that person's that salesperson's really develop the content, and the expertise, and we want to spread that across the company and, you know, we bring them in to work on just that Um, and they have things they're responsible for, like uh, make changes to the deck and submit it. Well, then they put it in into Asana and now now the next person who has to take that to write, do the writing is also on that card as part of that sub team and, and everyone is able to interact just about that. So it's, but instead of, um, so, so that's how you use it to do marketing projects, but you can also do it to manage the overall process. And that's really where I'm at is not the management of any individual project, but it's the overall process of goals, milestones, metrics, to do's, um, uh, the, the problems and opportunities, I call them flags, um, the, the quarterly reporting, uh, those kinds of things are done at a, at a higher level than managing each individual project. And and that's the value, what I found in putting it into a project management system. And you know what, when my biggest vision is to be able to turn this into software, the Publio software, that's why I came up with the name Publio.
1: It's helping you drive the content that drives your business. Yeah. So, so important. And what would you say, Keith, I mean, in terms of, let's say you got people hearing this for the first time, or maybe they've, they've heard, they know they, they have an idea, but they, now they're just hearing it, you know, like you've gone more into like, you really helped to connect the dots. What would you say, like, how important is this? A lot of times some companies are going to look at certain things and say, oh yeah, okay, that's very important. Or, that's not as important. But what would you feel like when you look at business overall, how important is this that's going to separate, you know, somebody here and somebody playing at a higher level, you know, like in terms of the, you know, the level of importance? Because obviously marketing is so important. If you're not getting in front of enough people to put your salespeople in front to close business, then obviously that's going to be, uh, you know, that's not going to, you know, uh, move a business forward. That's uh, that's a great
2: question. And uh I guess my first response is marketing has become critical where it used to be, you know, branding in pretty pictures. Now though that branding in pretty pictures all has to be done, but you're embedding it in software. And the software is the the front door and, and the the Macy's window. To your marketplace. So if you're not approaching it as a business process like I'm describing, then don't expect to get consistent, sustainable results. And so it's more important than ever to have a method or a system for your marketing and build it up with the same level of engineering that you would your production line, right? Nobody has to tell a CEO that production is important. Nobody has to tell them that Doing your you know closing the books quarterly uh, is important. It, uh, it today marketing is just not your your virtual assistant helping you with a deck right. It, again, it's a team sport. It's a business process. Your your company is online 24/7, but you don't work 24/7. So if you don't break this into chunks and figure out how to delegate and figure out how to manage to weekly, monthly, quarterly results and marketing, the biggest access to sales um, is is your online presence. Now, my experience is that 20% of your business may come from the internet and B2B, whereas 80% comes from referrals and networking and still a lot of just getting out there human-to-human contact. But if I meet you and, and my pitch sounds good and then we we leave the meeting the event the trade show Uh, i may follow up with you what's the first thing you're going to do right i mean wouldn't you go on online or look at Yeah. yeah so so that front door has to be well thought through just like as well thought through as your product and it's an experience and and so tools like salesforce and hubspot uh, and and Marketo, uh, these are the tools that I overlay our methodology of the publisher's MO on those so that they not only help the internal side run the business, but that also defines the experience that your customer has with you. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. So the marketing's, marketing's role has drastically changed
1: over the last 10 or 15 years, and that's why I wrote my book. Wow. Yeah, and yeah, and we're going to look forward to hearing about that in the third segment with your book, new Co- uh, content culture, and uh, where people can get their hands on it. I know we're we're getting close to you know the the ne- our next break, but I, if you could just kind of just summarize here in about forty five seconds, just again the importance of you know this cohesion and congruency, and why marketing you know this is a strategy. It's got to be something that obviously either you. You have a structure in place, or if you don't, go to the outside, somebody like you that that understands this process that could help provide that framework for them.
2: Well, for the reason that we put fractional in front of CMO is that smaller businesses, because it's so important, have to have this. A senior level talent, like what I bring to the table, is what's needed, but you may not need it full time. You need to have the tools and templates and knowledge to be able to put a strategy together. You've got to develop an ROI model so that marketing is an investment with an expected return. And then you've got to train the team to get them on board.
1: Got it. Got it. Well, this is great. We got more to come here, Keith. I know you got more to share, but we got to go to break, everybody. But when we come right back, we're going to be sharing you more information on how to make your marketing content more sustainable. And we'll be right back after the break.
0: Again, that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Welcome back to Sustainable Success. Our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct, a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types. Also, their new Athletes Corner, a way for professional athletes now transitioning into everyday life to connect with other athletes to make that transition more seamless and giving them a sense of community and connection to do so. It's a membership program, takes all the noise out of social media. Check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. So Keith, you had uh, provided a lot of great insight here uh, in the show about how to make marketing content sustainable, some really great insights. And we highly encourage everybody that's listening or just joined us to listen to the show in its entirety. I know you, uh, you have recently, you've had out a new book on Amazon called New Content Culture, kind of like, you know, looking to bring the simplicity back into marketing, especially on the digital side and for you know smaller businesses as well. Can you shed some insight from your book and some of the key insights that you think could really add a lot of value here with the listeners?
2: Absolutely. So the, the book, The New Content Culture, um, actually launched just a couple months before the pandemic. And uh, all of my world book tour visions of grandeur went right out the window a couple months later. And so... Um, and I had been a full-time CMO uh, for a company that really got hammered, and so I found myself with a new book and no job. Uh, and so for the last two and a half years, I've tried to turn that book into a business. Publio, uh, you know, what did you do with your PPP money? Um, and, and you know, while you're sitting in your apartment, so um, I I created a book, and I have to give credit where credits due, Greg Pings, former editor of the Xerox blog, and I met, uh, actually marching in a Thanksgiving day parade with a volunteer effort that we were on. And he looked at, at my, and I found out what he did. And I was like, I'm trying to write a book. And he read my just horrendous first draft. And like Elton John had Bernie Taupin, Yes. Greg Pings is my Bernie Toppin, And so full credit to Greg for helping give voice to what was in my head, um, you know, we tried to break it down in less than a hundred pages. So marketing's it's complex, but it's not complicated. And so we've chunked it down into little pieces that if you're an executive trying to understand how this content works and I don't have a content strategy in a, in a Saturday morning, you, you can sit down and read the general principles and then the worksheets and workbooks and putting it into project management. So you can get your team all working together. That's the process of working with me. Um, the the book itself was an interesting endeavor once Greg and I got the draft written from, from the moment we started working on it to the day it went up on Amazon, uh I think in September of twenty twenty. I'm sorry, twenty nineteen. Um it, it it took about nine months. And once we got it up, um it, it's really been gratifying for people to go, Oh oh well here's what's really funny. <laughs> Young younger people go, oh that's how you do a strategy. That's how you put apply strategy to content. That's how you organize what to do on social media. The the older people that I present this to go, oh yeah, you're applying strategy to social media. Thanks for explaining what social media is to me. So it, it works at all levels and it's a pretty quick read and then there's workbooks and worksheets that if you agree that that this is the right approach for you and your company then we can help give you the tools to to carry that out
1: yeah wow that's great and what and what are some of the things i mean i mean what would you recommend i mean is the book is it you have the book version do you have an audio version as well or just the book version
2: I, I don't have an audio version. Um, I do have a blog at our website, yeah, so. Publio, P-U-B-L-I dot I-O. Um, and, and I interview marketers and practitioners who, who do this and try and share insights from them. I also have a free book that you can download from our website. And if you go to P-U-B-L-I dot I-O, our Publio website, um, it's a fully working model of of what what you're trying to achieve right so from our website you can place a phone call to us over Google Meet you can get on a schedule our schedule our calendar by booking a meeting with us you can download a book for free you can see our book over on Amazon you can see the blog um, and, and learn a little bit about our company but all the materials that we're making available on our website are helpful They're they're uh, so, so we're kind of meta in that we're using the system to demonstrate the system to help sell you the system. Um, but I would, if, if you like what you see from a functionality standpoint on our website, all the worksheets and all the ideas that we have that we bring to your business are are going to express themselves online, and that that's a good example to see what it is. And that's been kind of the cool thing about working. Uh, in the pandemic is I've met people all over the world to help me do this, to be part of the team, to take on projects, to help us put this together. So the the book over the last two and a half years has realized itself on our website, on our LinkedIn presence, which is really the the main social media that I use. So you can also find us, Publio, uh, P-U-B-L-I-O, on LinkedIn. Wow, that's
1: fabulous. No, I love that. We highly encourage everybody to check out Uh, Keith's book, and especially if you, you know, are involved in marketing, sales, or anywhere in between, and again, any of you organizations that may be looking for help in that area, this is the guy that you need to reach out to. Uh, Again, who understands marketing, you know, he's brought, brings a lot of experience from uh, the corporate world, you know, from IBM to Apple and so on, uh, but can understand your business and where you're at. Any other insights you would you you could bring to the table, Keith, from from the book? Anything else that that you know, kind of elaborate to support, connect the dots, what you talked about earlier in the first first two segments?
2: Yeah, I'll um I'll dive in on bucket number seven. Which okay, is the ROI model. Um, when you build a marketing plan, it's got to have both the things you're going to do and the budgets and the personnel right how we're going to get things done but you also want what's my expected return and so on our website we have an ROI calculator that you can download um, and i've heard people they use it for marketing they've even used it for other kinds of decision making there's two tabs on this spreadsheet and one is uh like a in column a are all the things we're going to do for marketing and content and across the top in in the row are the months in in the year that we're planning for, and the intersection between the things we're going to do and the month we're going to do it in is a is a budget amount so I'm going to build a new website in the second quarter uh, so for April, May, and June I'm going to spend eight thousand dollars a month on the new website and uh and, and so now you you build the budget that's on tab one on tab two our My marketing channels, where do my leads come from, public speaking, trade shows, my downloadable content on my website, my YouTube channel, all of those generate leads and we want to look at the traffic from those leads to the people who give you an email address and start a conversation, to the people who ask for a proposal, to the number of sales that close. And now I'm looking at what I'm spending and what I expect to get by marketing channel. And I take into account that not everybody that sees us is going to become a customer. So I want to get to that net number of proposals accepted. And now I can compare what I'm spending to the amount of revenue I get from each channel and compare my expense to my revenue. And if I'm a marketer, and I think one of the biggest problems that marketing people have is going into the CEO and the CFO and getting a budget to do a big marketing initiative without um, having a business perspective. So this is a tool to help somebody who may not know how to talk to a CEO or CFO, uh, or or even just if you do, to help you plug in the numbers in, in a template to help you build the business case for your marketing for your content production, for your events, for all the things that you're going to do. So that's really the board level conversation about content. And, you know, content's pretty amazing. It, it not only is the channel that people come into your business through, but it's the, uh, it's the influence that you have, right? You can have a generic product with fi- with 15 competitors, but there's one or two competitors that stand on the shoulders, you know, shoulders above everybody else because they've done the branding, they've done the work. So content is the expression of your brand. The the software like your CRM and your marketing automation is the way that you give people an experience, that branding and the experience have to work together. So somebody like me brings that senior level to help you tie it all together. And I'm willing as as a entrepreneur to train you to do it yourself or to do it for you as a consultant. Mm. And that's really what, what we're trying to do is just help people learn. Even if you just buy my book for 10 bucks and, and learn something, that, that makes my day.
1: Well, I, and that's where it starts. So again, you know, people are getting this information here. They're getting to know you, feel like you you are compelling to them. You're making your content that you're sharing here very compelling. Um, you know, It influences people in a very positive way and uh, just quite powerful. Any other final thoughts that you'd like to share with, you know, with the book or anything you've discussed today uh, around how to make marketing content sustainable? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'll um,
2: give you a couple tips. So I'm working. Um, I love doing the strategy work. I also have a couple areas where I've got rich experience um, more on a project level. And one of them is what I call a content hub. And a content hub enables you to turn your website from who we are, what we do, buy my stuff, which, frankly, is never going to get anywhere in in the search engines. People don't necessarily search for your your sales materials. Um, They do want to learn about what you know. And so your blog and and your perspective um, and the content you share can be expressed in this thing called a content hub. And that's really turning your website into educational thought leadership kinds of material where what differentiates you from the competition are the people in your company typically, and this is a way for you to do that in a way that helps people learn. So content hubs are really important. They're called branded content hubs or content hubs, um, but it's basically building a magazine, multimedia, right, and and and. That could include webinars and your podcast. All of that should be on your website and organized according to the way Google wants to see it. And the beauty of yeah. Google is if you're talking to Google and and about a specific topic to an audience, you're, you're going to create content that is relevant to your audience and Google all at once. So that's really what I help people do. The other thing that I really help people a lot do is arrange senior level meetings because the conversations that happen between executives or between an executive and their customers, if you can get that recorded, you don't publish it, but you can turn it in raw, but you can turn it into content. And I love putting together conversations like what we're having and then, and then getting one of my writers to turn that into turn material. It, yeah. it, I mean, it's so valuable. So those yeah. are the two things that I really get involved with from a project standpoint.
1: Otherwise, it's strategy. And what is it? Because we're getting near the end of the show, we have just about a minute left. What, what is the what is the best way people can get in contact with you? And I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be with us here today to share with the audience. What's the best place for the audience and those listening later to get a hold of you? Well, I also am
2: grateful to be here. Oh. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're always looking to get your story out. And uh, as I said during the break, that you you really do a great interview, and it's been very helpful for me to say what I want to say. So thank you. you You're welcome. Me, you can reach me at Publio, P-U-B-L-I dot I-O. And you can put all the HTTP and WWWs in front of that, but that's that's our website. And on LinkedIn is uh, Publio, P-U-B-L-I-O. And um, our phone number is 203-978-1141 extension 700.
1: Wow, nice. Well, we ha- we want to thank you again for taking time out of your schedule to be with us. This was some valuable information. We hope you audience and those that will be listening later got a great value. We highly encourage you to listen to this show with Keith here later today. And again, share this with another fellow uh, colleague, people in marketing, sales, a CEO, a business owner. This is valuable information and something that's going to make a big difference in your business. And again, reach out. To Keith, if there's anything his company could help you with, again, he is a fractional CMO as well and offers tremendous value. We want to thank you, audience, each and every week joining us here at the Sustainable Success Way. Again, this show is dedicated to you and your success. Again, if you have any questions before the end of the year as to your goals in your organization or at the individual level, let us know. We'll be more than happy to take a look and assist you in that area. That's Chris at Christopher Salem here at Sustainable Success. Well, till then, everybody, have a great rest of your day. We still got another show before the holiday, and we'll see you on December 22nd. Have a great day, everybody.